0: Well, it is a privilege and honor to to be here it's it seems like it's been a while since I've got to be here and so it's uh, always a privilege to get to, to come and minister and uh, Heather and I just we, we love you guys and no matter where we're at the past several days I've uh, been in Colorado we go from um, the snow I was ministering up there the last couple of days it's the snow plows to to cooking biscuits when I step off the plane today and <laughs> and then I'll be uh, up in in um, I believe it's Pilot Point tomorrow night, um, and then we're down in Rosenberg this weekend. And if you hadn't got a chance to watch our show on Sunday mornings on Direct TV, it's being your best with Trey Johnson at eight thirty on Sunday mornings. You can record it before you come and get a double dose with Pastor Justin. And, and uh, so we just really appreciate those of you who pray for us, and and as a church family, thank you for believing with us and being in a just covenant relationship with us. That. Even though you're here doing your part here, you're also reaching people around the world, not only with Dr. Savelle, but all the other ministries that this house is a part of, and we just appreciate you very much. Tonight, uh, we're going to continue talking about walking with God. Um, and I'm releasing my faith that there's a desire, that your desire is stirred to grow. That God wants us, as we walk with Him, that our desire to grow is stirred. Yes. That tonight we move beyond what we're seeing in the natural. We move beyond what hindrances we might be facing. So in Jeremiah chapter 12 is where we're going to start. And, and you can look up here at the screen. I'm just going to read verse 5. But what's taking place right here... And I, This has been referred to before, but it bears repeating here. You have the prophet Jeremiah who was in ministry 50 years approximately. And he had a a message that wasn't real popular. I mean, they weren't beating down his door to to get his CDs or, you know, he wasn't getting a lot of invitations or anything. (laughs) Um, But he's about 20 years in to his ministry. And, and so he's not a novice. He, he hasn't just started, but he's not, uh, he's not understanding why things are the way they are. And so he starts complaining to God. You ever done that before? <laughs> no, yeah, no. Okay. Maybe you're too holy. I'll go ahead and say I, I have. All right. <laughs> and so he's asking the Lord, Lord, how come things aren't working out the way you said they would? how come you've been having me prophesy certain things and it hadn't been happening? how come I see the evil prospering? And how come no matter where they go, they're they're bearing fruit? And I feel like, this is Johnson paraphrase here, I feel like I'm running my head up against the wall. And so the Lord interrupts Jeremiah in verse 5, and the Lord rebukes Jeremiah's impatience, saying, if you've raced with men on foot... And they have tired you out. Then how can you compete with horses? And if you take to flight in a land of peace where you feel secure. Then what will you do when you tread the tangled maze of jungle haunted by lions. In the swelling and flooding of the Jordan. In other words God is saying Jeremiah I know you feel like you're at your limit. But I see you just getting started. And that's one thing about our Heavenly Father is He always sees us from a different perspective. And that's the good thing about His Word is that His Word is given to always bring our perspective up to His perspective. And there's times in our life when we can feel like, I don't know if I can continue on. I don't know if I can handle any more. Have you ever felt like that? And God is interrupting your world tonight and He is saying you might feel like you're at your limit, but what you seem as the ceiling in your life, I'm seeing it as your floor. Yeah. Good. At Jeremiah, you might not understand what's going on, but I see something greater on the inside of you. You might have the temptation to quit, but I see somebody who never quits on the inside of you. You might be growing weary and well-doing, but I see the DNA of my son Jesus on the inside of you. And he's not only a starter, he's a finisher. He's not only, he's not only begins, but he endures all the way through. And I see the same power on the inside of you. I see the same focus on the inside of you. I see that gift that's on the inside of you. I see you running your full course. Right. I see that dream that I placed on the inside of you. I see it, I see it flourishing and thriving and growing and I see it coming alive. So don't you quit. I need you to dig down and I need you to see yourself the way that I see you. You might see yourself weary, but I see yourself strong. Yeah. You might see yourself kind of wobbling, but I see yourself with your head up and your shoulders back and you going towards the, 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 the finish line. We have to make a decision, like Pastor was saying a while ago, we have to make a decision to grow. Deuteronomy chapter 1, let's look at that. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 2. In the New King James Version, it says, It it is an eleven-day journey from Horeb by the way of Mount Seir to Kadesh Barnea. Now, it came to pass in the fortieth year. Now now notice this, it's an 11-day journey from Horeb by the way of Mount Seir to Kadesh Barnea. Now it came to pass in the 40th year. Verse 6, he says, The Lord our God spoke to us in Horeb, saying, You have dwelt long enough at this mountain. Turn and take your journey. See, a lot of times we get to looking at the outside instead of looking at the inside. And God is wanting us to look at the inside and make a decision that I'm going to grow bigger on the inside than what I'm facing on the outside. And God is speaking to them, and He says, I have an 11-day journey, but then notice the next verse, it says, but 40 years later. So whether it's 11 days or 40 years isn't up to God, it's up to us. That's 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 it. That's right. How quickly or how much... God's will is revealed, and our life isn't up to God, it's up to us. And He speaks up and He says, You've been here long enough. I need you to take your journey, I need you to turn and take your journey. I need you to turn from the old and take your journey into the new. I need you to, I need you to turn from that old way of thinking and take your journey into the new way of thinking. I need you to turn from that old hurt and take your journey into your healing. I need you to turn from that old unforgiveness and take your journey into the forgiveness. I need you to, to turn and take your journey. You've been here long enough. In other words, he's saying there's something greater on the inside of you than what you're seeing right now. But I see it. And if you'll stay with me, if you'll walk with me, and if you'll talk with me, then you'll begin to see it the way I see it. There's a a willingness that must take place in the body of Christ, a willingness, a willingness for God's word to work mightily on the inside of us. Isaiah 119, when we're willing and obedient, we eat the good of the land. Psalms 110 verse 3 says, In the day of God's power, He found His people willing. How many of you are willing for God to work on the inside of us? Say, "I'm I'm willing. But see, growth is determined by us, not by God. Because He's given us His Word, He's given us His Spirit, He's given us His name. And He wants us not to take 40 years, but He wants us to take the 11-day journey where we come out of bondage, into relationship, get His heart, His mind, His plan, and then we turn and take our journey. 3 John 2, look at that. Very familiar scripture. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Beloved, I pray that you prosper. The word prosper means to succeed. I mean, think about what he's saying. Growth is determined by us. And he says, I'm praying that you succeed in all things. I'm praying that you succeed in your marriage. I'm praying that you succeed financially. I'm praying that you succeed in your physical body. I'm praying that you succeed in your business. I'm praying that you succeed in your calling. I'm praying that you succeed even as your soul prospers. Right. See God wants the internal increase to take place so the external increase can take place. Right. But a lot of times we want to have the external increase without the internal increase. The external—that's not even a word, but you know what I'm saying, right? It might, might might be a word now. The external increase. You're you're following me, right? He wants the internal increase to be at the same pace. Y'all want to use my word, the outternal. Let's do that. All right. So it's going to stay with the external. My wife makes up stuff all the time, so I'm getting that. I'm drawing. I'm drawing on her anointing. She she goes back to the beginning where Adam names things. Well, she names stuff all the time. And the whole family, we just kind of look at her, and we got a book of heatherisms. And go with me to Ephesians chapter three, verse twenty. So we've got to make a decision to grow on the inside. Lord, I, I'm willing to grow on the inside. Yes. I, I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing. Say that with me. I'm willing. I'm willing, I'm willing not just to come to church, but I, I'm willing to be the church. Yes. I, I'm willing not just to sit here on my backside, but I'm, I'm willing to let the word penetrate my inner man and to penetrate my soul. And and Lord, I, I'm willing to let go of what I think I know about you to embrace who you truly are, and your heartbeat, and your motive. Father, I, I, I'm willing to hear something new today. I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing to become someone new today. I'm willing, yes. I'm willing. Say that, I'm willing. I'm willing. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, in the Amplified, it says, Now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose, and do superabundantly far over, above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams, to Him be the glory. Now notice, it says, Now to Him who by in consequence of the action, say action, action, of His power. Action of His power. It's His power that is at work within us. It's, it's His power. What, what happens when we let, notice we let, we have to let His power. Yeah. Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation. We have to let His power. James chapter 1 verse 21, it says when we receive the engrafted word of God, we, we welcome the word of God. It has the power, say power, to save our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions. We have to let His word have its way. Let the anointing of God do a work on the inside of us. Let, 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 the word let paints a picture of like opening up a a gate or opening up a lid that I'm going to let this mind be in me, which was in Christ Jesus. I'm going to let the anointing of God reside and abide on the inside of me. I'm going to let the power of God flow in me and to me and through me. I've got to let it in order for it to truly take root on the inside of me. He says, now, it's His glory and it's His power, but it's working where? In me. And it goes on to say, and is able. It's able. His power is able to carry out His purpose. So it's His power working in us, and it's able to carry out His purpose. His purpose. Proverbs 19, 21, it's His purpose that remains forever it 's his, his purpose, his purpose this picture every one of us doing exactly what we 're created to do because we're letting his power that is able to carry out his purpose, his purpose, not our purpose, his purpose A lot of times we want God to bless our plan and to bless what we want to do instead of finding out what we 're created to do and connect to what is already blessed right. Amen. it's his power say it 's his power. Yes. And it's His purpose. purpose. And He says, And to do super abundantly, far over, above all that we dare, ask, or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers. So it's His power and it's His glory carrying out His purpose. But His power and His glory carrying out His purpose has to do... With our highest prayers, I want you to think about the highest prayer. When I say the highest prayer, I want you to think about the biggest prayer you've ever prayed. And it says our highest desire. What's what's that time in your life where you had the greatest desire to know God that you've ever had before in your life? Our, our highest thoughts. When, when do you feel like you've been hitting on all cylinders and your thought process was off the chart? Higher than you've ever thought before. Our highest hope. Hope being confident expectation. Remember that time in your life when your confident expectation was so strong you would charge hell with the water pistol? <laughs> our, our highest dreams. What What's the highest dream that you have? Maybe you hadn't shared with anybody, but it's in you. And he says, my power and my glory are to bring my purpose to pass, but it's going to work whenever you have the highest prayers, the highest thoughts, the highest dreams. And the Amplified, it says, I dare you to ask. I dare you to think. I dare you to dream. I dare you to hope. I dare you to stir. I dare you. I dare you. God inviting you saying, I dare you to, to I dare you to, to call me out. God wants to stir our desire to grow. Remember what he is saying to Jeremiah? Jeremiah, I see more in you. I see more in you. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8, 9, and 10. He says, don't you dare say that the best is in the past. When the Bible says don't say something, what do we do? We don't say something. He says the best is yet to come. He says the latter days will be greater than what you've experienced. Every one of us, we've experienced some things, right? He says, but the best is ahead of us. We've got to get our expectation back up for the best being ahead of us the, the greater glory, the marvels, the wonders, the extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. It's ahead of us, not behind us. But it takes a willingness to let. His word, to let His power, to let the DNA of Almighty God stir on the inside of us to create the desire, the desire to grow, the desire for life and life more abundantly, the desire to win, the desire to overcome, the desire to walk in divine health and healing, the desire to prosper, the desire to run our race, the desire, the desire. There's a desire on the inside of you that God wants to erupt in the body of Christ, that his desire is working in us and through us. We have, it's natural for you and I to desire to win. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. Now desire it. But see, the one thing about when we begin to operate from that desire to possess the land, that desire to fulfill our purpose, that desire to run our race that desire to fulfill that vision, that desire to be the best you that you can be, that desire, that desire. Desire always creates need. God had a desire to have a relationship with mankind and it created need. I had a desire to marry my wife and it created need. Desire to have kids creates need. A desire to reach the world with the gospel creates needs. A desire to teach winners in life creates needs. But then as we go forward and we possess the land and we begin to make progress and we have a desire to be all that God's called and created us to be and need pops up and need pops up and need pops up and need pops up. up. What begins to happen is instead of us continuing to live out of that desire to be all that God's called us to be, we begin to focus on the need instead of the desire. And so now the need talks us out of what we're called and created to do. The need will stop the destiny. The need will stop the dream. The desire will always produce God's will on earth as it is in heaven. Do not lose your desire to go after God. Do not lose your desire to run your race. Do not lose your desire to be all that God's called and created you to be. Because a God-ordained desire is already provided for. That need, it's already provided for. Live out of desire. A desire to know God and a desire to be you. Desire. 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 Psalms 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the the desires of our heart. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. In the Amplified. It says, not in your own strength. For it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you. Energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work, for His good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. Do all things without grumbling and fault-finding and complaining against God and questioning and doubting among yourselves. Notice this. The desire comes from our time with God. That, that desire motivates us. word motivate comes from a Latin word, to, to move. To, it, it moves us to obtain. It moves us to possess. It it moves us. When God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt into the wilderness, He, He wanted them to come to Him in relationship and then out of their desire to please Him and out of their desire to be all that God's called and created them to be, He wanted them to whoop the giants out of their desire, not just out of because that's what they needed to do. It was a desire that was greater than the need. We've got to get our desires back up. How, how, do we, how do we build a desire? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. And look at it in your own time. My son, pay attention to my word. See, whatever we give our attention to, it's going to build a desire. Whether good or whether bad. People that are hooked on pornography, what happened? They gave their attention to something and it built a desire. If you're hooked on drugs, you gave your attention to something that built a desire. But on the other hand, he says, pay attention to my word. It is going to build a desire, a desire to overcome, a desire to be free, a desire to walk in the blessing, a desire to win, a desire to conquer, a desire, a desire. He says, let me... Breathe on that desire because it's the desire that's going to motivate you to be everything God's called and created you to be. Don't allow the needs to talk you out of your desire. it's It's God who is working in us right now. Energizing and creating the desire. I'm not having to conjure it up. You're not having to conjure it up if we just let... Let the Word of God and we let the Holy Spirit and we let the right relationships in our life and we just let, we let, we just let it. We position ourselves. We're walking with God, talking with God. We're letting it. That desire is being created and energized for us to both will and to do for His good pleasure. I want to stir your desire to grow. Stir your desire to grow look with me at numbers 13 you you think of how god looked at jeremiah how he looked at the children of israel how he looks at us that he sees us from our potential god doesn't just talk to us where we're at he talks to us from our potential that's why there's always a, a call up whenever you're in the presence of God. Now, I'm not saying when you're being religious, you can be in church your whole life and stay right where you're at. But when we're, when we're letting, we're, we're letting the Holy Spirit, we're letting the Word of God, we're, we're letting Him do a work on the inside of us, we'll begin to hear from His heart. We'll begin to see From his perspective. See, we'll begin to see from from in here. Because we look with our eyes, but we see with our heart. And when we're letting that word create, we're letting that word energize. Now we start to see ourselves as the righteousness of God. We begin to see ourselves as the overcomers we're created to be. We begin to see ourselves as more than conquerors in Christ. We begin to see when we're letting the word penetrate our heart, we begin to see. Numbers 13. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. In the NIV it says, For we can certainly do it. Why would Caleb say, We can certainly do it? Because God said, you certainly can do it. Why would he say you can certainly do it to 10 people who thought they couldn't do it and three and a half million people who wouldn't do it? Because God said, we can certainly do it. We can certainly do it. What, what is he saying? God is speaking from their potential. He saw something in them that they didn't see in themselves. God sees something in us that sometimes we don't see in ourself. And when God begins to put his finger on what you're created to do, and he begins to put his finger on that assignment and that purpose and that vision, he begins to speak, we certainly can do it. I know you don't feel like you can do it, but I'm talking to you from your future. I'm talking to you from your maker. I'm talking to you from your father. I'm talking to you as almighty God. You can certainly do it. Yeah. If they would have kept walking with God and trusting God, the giants were already defeated. So see, we can either step forward into our growth or we can step back into our past. I want to step forward into growth. I want our internal growth to produce the external, external rewards, the external purpose, the external plan, the, the external will of God. And they said, now, we're as grasshoppers in our own sight. Therefore, we're grasshoppers in their sight. See, God is speaking to them from their potential. But then they get caught up with how the giants were looking at them and how they were looking at themselves. If we get caught up in how everybody's looking at us, you know what you just bought into? You bought into their containment. You bought into their permission. You don't need anybody else's permission for you to be you. You have God's permission. And you know what God is saying? You certainly can do it. He didn't say go over there and you, you size up the giants. And if they're too big and the cities are too big, you come back, sweetheart. And we'll talk about it. And I know it could be difficult. God's not going to shrink down your dream. He's not going to shrink down your purpose. He's not going to shrink down just because it's a little bit tough. It's a little bit hard. You know what he's saying? You certainly can do what I placed on the inside of you. You certainly can pray that bigger prayer. You certainly can live out of that desire. You certainly can. You certainly can do it. So I want us to to think just for a moment. What is that thing that you don't think you can do? Think with me. What is it? See, questions, they they release potential. Questions release answers. What is the thing that you don't think you can do? Now, I'm not talking about in church. Because we get here, oh, bless the Lord, brother. (laughs) I'm talking in the morning when you're at your house by yourself. And that thing, what is, what is that thing you don't think you can do? Now, why do you think you can't do that? Who told you you can't do it? Did God come down and say, you can't do that? He didn't show up in, you know, a river dance or something like that. Jesus, Pastor said. (laughs) But honestly, why do you think you can't? And are you certain that you can't do it? But what if you're wrong? What if you're wrong? What if you made a decision tonight to push... A little bit harder. What if you made a decision tonight to dig a little bit deeper? What if you made a decision tonight that there's no back down in me? There's no quit in me, there's no back off in me, it's not in my DNA, quitting it, it, it's foreign to me. What what if you made a decision tonight? That, okay, yeah, I might have got weary at Jeremiah. Lord, I'm not understanding, but God is saying, okay, you're only 20 years into this thing and I see another 30 years and I see greater things in you than what you're seeing right now, but I want you to trust me. I want you to keep stirring that desire to grow. I want want you to dig down. I want you to, to, to let, let my word work. Let my power work. Let my spirit work. Let your praise erupt. Let your worship come alive. Let your mind go higher than it's ever gone. Let your prayers be bigger than they've ever been. Let that desire, let that... That dream come back alive again. Let it, let, let it work. Amen. See, why is it that you see Jesus all throughout the Bible go up to a man with a withered hand and him say, Stretch out your hand? Why would he ask somebody who didn't think they could do something to do something that looked impossible? Why would he tell a man that's been in a condition for 38 years, rise, take up your mat and walk? Why would he do that? Because he believes that you can. Everybody else might not believe that you can. That's why it's very important. Don't you surround yourself with people that are always holding you back. People that are always letting you, petting your hurts and petting your pains and sucking your thumb with you and pulling your ear. And bless the Lord. No, that's why it's important to surround yourself with like-minded people with precious faith that will connect their armor with your armor and they'll say, I know it's been tough, but you got more in you. Keep praying, keep declaring, keep praising, keep worshiping, keep giving, keep tithing, keep standing. Let it come alive. That dream that's in you, I know there's only a little flicker. Remember 2 Timothy 1, 6? He said, stir up that flame. Stir up, poke that flame, poke that gift. Let it, let it come alive. Why?" Why would he tell us to do stuff that seemed impossible? Because he believes we can. I'm here to tell you tonight that whatever you're facing, you certainly can continue to stand. You certainly can believe God. You certainly can run your race. I don't care how old you are, how how young you are. You certainly can do it. Why can I tell you that? Because that's what God is saying to you. You certainly can do it. But you've got to stir that desire to grow. And as you begin to grow in here, you're going to go out here. It's impossible to grow in here and sit still out here. I'm not saying head full of knowledge. Paul said knowledge will puff you up. Kind of like popcorn. You ever go to the movies, you eat a bunch of popcorn and you eat a whole bucket and you're still hungry. Right? He says, that's what knowledge is like. He says, you can get a bunch of knowledge and it just puffs you up. But I'll tell you what, a bunch of knowledge will get, it'll get your tail kicked. We got to take it from here down to here. And once we're growing in here, down here, we're going to go out here. But when we go out here, know that there's going to be friction. Know that there's going to be obstacles. Know that there's going to be conflict. Psalms 23. So I'm glad I came tonight. (laughs) verse four. He says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Notice he said, walk through. Now we're talking about as we stir our desire to grow and we begin to grow, we begin to move forward. There's going to be friction. There's going to be resistance. He says, I walk through the valley. I don't Pitch a tent and live in the valley. i walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And he goes on in verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So as you're moving, this goes back to desire and need. As we're moving through, walking with God, moving through, enemies show up. And a lot of times we spend all of our time trying to avoid the enemy. Trying to avoid the obstacle. Trying to avoid the conflict. Running from instead of running to. And God says, I want you to change your perspective. He says, you're you're moving forward and there's going to be enemies. But instead of looking at the enemy, I want you to look at the table. Because the enemy, there's not the really the growth is not in the enemy. The growth is at the table. He says, there's a table prepared for you in the presence of your enemies, not the presence of your friends. So don't run from the enemy, run to the enemy, but begin to look for the table of opportunity because at that table, there's opportunity to grow at that table. There's an opportunity to become stronger at that table. There's an opportunity to increase at that table. There's an opportunity for wisdom at the table, not the enemy, the table. 1 Corinthians 16, 9. The Apostle Paul says there's a great door of opportunity. But it comes with much adversity. God wants us to stir our desire to grow. And as we grow in here, and as we go out here, don't run from the enemies. See, David... Begin to to look for the tables of opportunity in the presence of his enemies. He ran towards the giant, not from the giant. Don't run from your problem. Run to the problem. And look for the table of opportunity in the presence of your enemy. See, wherever the enemy enters in and we make a decision to run from him, that's where growth stops. That's when our present becomes permanent. But when you pull up to the table, and at one time the enemy used to always get your attention where you're always looking at the enemy, running from the enemy, but now you look right up there and you just smile at him and you pull up to the table and and you take a drumstick of of deliverance and you take a cup of joy and you, you say, pass the victory mashed potatoes and he begins to freak out thinking oh my gosh what's wrong with this person we've got to continue to stir our desire to grow bigger than the problem that that wall that you might be facing most most of the walls they're false <laughs> And if you'll just push a little harder, that thing will come down. And because our perspective has been on the enemy instead of the opportunity, we've hit the new day but the same wall. New job but the same wall. New relationship but the same wall. New new opportunity but the same wall. No, 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 let's back up. Tomorrow when we get up, it's a new day, but you're going to push through that wall. It's a new opportunity, but you're going to push through that wall. It's a new day, but you're going to lift that limitation. You're going to break through that limitation, and you're going to hear God saying, you certainly can do it. Now, I want you to quit thinking about all the things of why this, and you can't do this like Jeremiah. Why this? God, why this? Why I don't have this? No, no, let's don't focus on what we don't have. Let's focus on who we do have. And let's focus on what we do know. We do know some things. We do know the word always works. We do know that God is for us and not against us. We do know that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father praying for us right now. We do know some things. We we do know that we have angels assigned to us. We do know the blood of Jesus covers us. We do know we have the name that's above every name. We know some things. Say, I know some things. So tonight I want you to think about what is that thing that you don't think you can do and realize that God did not show up and say you can't do it but he's speaking to you from your potential saying you certainly can do it now push against that wall you certainly can do it dig down and pray a little bit more dig down and worship a little bit louder dig down i'm not saying louder but just give it give it your all let's let's stir our desire to be everything God's called and created us to be we certainly can do it We can reach this community. We can reach the world. It doesn't matter how big the giants are. They're not bigger than our God. We're going to stir our desire to grow. Would you stand to your feet? I want to pray over you. Stir the desire to grow. Father, I come to you right now. And Holy Spirit, with your help. I've sowed this word into their hearts. And I declare that the Word does not return void, but that Word begins to grow. That seed becomes begins to grow. That desire is growing on the inside of them. It's creating in them. It's energizing in them. That there's a desire. There's a hunger. There's a thirst. To know You and to be the best us we can be. Holy Spirit, I ask You to breathe upon that dream. Breathe upon those passions. Breathe upon those assignments. Breathe upon those giftings. Breathe upon the callings. I declare victory in this house. We win. That's who we are and that's what we do. We are winners in life in Jesus name. Now, even while we sleep, I declare the desire to grow is just churning on the inside of us. We wake up and when our feet hit the floor, that our mind is connected to the word of God and the will of God and the power of God. And when we step, it is on purpose. It's with dominion. It's with authority that we grow on the inside and we go on the outside that we live from that place of desire, a desire that comes from you, a desire to walk in our inheritance, a desire to be light shining in darkness, a desire to be victorious. A desire to walk in divine health and healing, a desire to give you glory and marvels and wonders and extraordinary manifestations of your greatness. And Father, we receive this. Say, I receive it. it. In In Jesus' name, amen.